We're starting again. Exactly, because we have no clue. <laughs> you yeah, don't have yeah. a clue. Again, wiki wiki uh, wah! Uh, X, Y, We edit the sound out and then you Miami. Really short. <laughs> South Beach, bring the here. Uh, 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 oh, can yeah, you feel uh, that? Uh, oh, feel uh, it. Uh, <laughs> the Will Smith. Uh, uh. <laughs> this is the X, Y, and Z podcast. <laughs> that is better. That's We're better. back. That's better. That's better. I'm here with my man, <laughs> Dean Ira. Hey. And Harry Fox, who's right still sucking on a beer. And we have special guest Moritz Schadler in the <laughs> house. Can you feel that? <laughs> that was way better. Thanks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pleasure. Actually, I'm going to keep both of those in just for shits and giggles. Nice, Can I just nice. check Christian's pronunciation? I would have said Schadler. I mean, it's fine. It's like Schadler. It's like just some, any kind of a butcher name. Okay. <laughs> Works. Okay. Like it's Moritz Schadler, but then. Also, I think it would be Moritz Schädler, but then, you know, I, I can't really speak German, so. Oh, okay, okay. Is that, uh, is that what Schädler is, a uh, butcher? No, I come from a butcher family, though, but Schädler is, was the job, you know, within the whole 90 times where, you know, people have just fucked or died in the street, and uh, it <laughs> was like days. the, uh, yeah, <laughs> better days, as Harry would refer to <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I figured it, that is the it. joke that you yeah, all yeah. Everyone yeah. goes in uh, on me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was like the 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 you know like the the metal thing about the barrels. Mm -hmm. I uh, think it's called Shadlin. Uh, so like a, a cheers I, to that. Yeah, I thought Black it was like you know the barrel maker. you know those vans you have in Zurich, the troubleshooter vans. I thought like yeah, yeah. Chardon, like damage. <laughs> I thought you're they just like shot troubled people. <laughs> you're, you're from a family of troubleshooters. That's no, I'm a from a family of troubled minds. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Actually, not. I'm not sure. I just. I, a know, family, I don't talk to them. A family of trouble. Yeah, <laughs> a long heritage of royalty. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Liechtenstein, so you know that makes me a little prince. I yeah, guess. I, I, yeah. Can we can we, can we go give us a Liechtenstein in the house? That's like our first. It's a first on the podcast. Liechtenstein in the house! Shout out to a country nobody's ever fucking heard of. <laughs> it's the one country that has on the first page of the passport, there is kind of like um, a There's an illustration glass. where we are. You have it's an like illustration. The country, so, the country is so, so small. So here's the situation. So you see Europe and then it scans into like Germany, Switzerland, Austria, and then again. It's one of those... So, and it's very badly illustrated, so it looks like it's a huge ass country next to the UK. Oh, cool. <laughs> like it's just, it's, like, it's just very bad. And you know, like I'm, I'm not that much of a traveler because I think the white man should stay at home. But, <laughs> but like sometimes, <laughs> but like sometimes, you know, when I go, like I, I recently was in Egypt, and they look at the passport, and then they're like. <laughs> wait a second like i think you made this passport like what's going on and they shout to you like in french or something is it like, one of the no, you know could you make that like a hologram like like you know one of those like those those things where you move around and it because you could have it like an animation. Oh, no, yeah, it's a, a flipbook animation. Yeah, wait, when, when, when they come out with the cell phones that with, with the foldable screens, that's a Liechtenstein passport. So whenever you open it up, it has like a little documentary. I mean, honestly, running. yeah, I think, I think you know, in, at least in a few years, you just open that like identity <laughs> card 
thingy and like just this video starts buffering because Dude. you're probably in a shit country that has bad internet still yeah. and then <laughs> obviously yeah and then and then there's this little thing I, i remember being a kid and my mother has a swiss passport because she comes from a real country so anyways wow <laughs> she goes through border control first and i i you know i come second and the the guy looks at the thing and I remember being in this small office, like I had to go into the small office and there was a card of the world where like Switzerland was already really, really small. <laughs> so there wasn't any fucking chance that Liechtenstein yeah. was on the thing. <laughs> Plus it had like the UDSSR or whatever, you know, like R Russia back in the day when like everything was just Russia and it was still on that map. So Uh, yeah. and like he was shouting in French at me yet again and, I and you had to play like stick the tail on the donkey like <laughs> you're a damn drug pin. mule and I just <laughs> lost my virginity and everything was just <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, true man. oh man yeah. so how, how many people do live in Liechtenstein actually uh, I think right now it's up to 39,000 and how oh, many yeah. family names go around about four <sighs> I mean The situation is that there's 20,000 people that actually have the the nationality and the rest is just like people like you. So <laughs> scum. <laughs> the other the other It's, people. I love uh, one of the facts about Liechtenstein that I absolutely love is that all the services come from Switzerland. So like phone services is done yeah. by Swisscom. Yeah, yeah. Post is done by Swiss Post. Not anymore. We privatized everything in the 90s. Oh for real? That's the that's the biggest the biggest hobby we have is it's like our main issue is everybody's giving us shit that we're not a real country. So we're yeah. really trying to be our own country. So it's Switzerland's adopted child. And he's like, no, yeah. I'm an individual. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like Switzerland and Austria had like this weird child yeah, yeah. that like inherited some Euro millions. Spoiled <laughs> 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 brat. Yeah. And yeah. we're, you know, and, and it's getting everything to like pretend that it's yeah. its own. But I mean, it's very weird. Uh, uh, It's the richest country in the world to some level. So, you know, the average is like 120,000 bucks a year. Wow. And and so it's like richer than Switzerland, etc. So, wait, what? That's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So average How dare you claim income, you're average income in like, Liechtenstein. Oh my God. Yeah. You, you want to go and work at the kiosk in Liechtenstein. Exactly. That's why I moved yeah. here because I just want to be poor. The, <laughs> only <laughs> ones, the only person in the whole world who moved here to earn less money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. Have you down, <laughs> this is a downgrade. Like wow. these are the conversations that you have in Liechtenstein before you leave Never. for Zurich. And it's like, I'm so sorry. This is going to be a tough oh, one sorry. for you. No, I just come from a very stingy family. <laughs> <I> just <laughs> wanted yeah. to live in a cheap place like Zurich. And yeah. Where I come from, <laughs> I, I got the South African passport and the Swiss passport. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, Grandma. Rest in peace. <laughs> But the quality difference, like the Swiss passports, so like security chips and holograms, and you hold it to the light, you can see your face. I put both my passports in the cupboard for like over five years. I swear to God, the South African passport is disintegrated underneath. <laughs> it's just dissolved under the weight <laughs> of the Swiss passport. No, it's under the weight, it's like of, changed uh, color under the weight like, of European capitalism. Yeah, yeah exactly. Basically, South Africa collapsed. It's just a representation. But how often do you see the prince? Is it? It's a prince who's now, he's the prince regent. Or? Um, so the family was never present until this Austrian chap 
who was like a big big mouth in Germany, Hitler, or as I like to recall to him, the Führer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That explains the mustache. <laughs> he, uh, they were, f because, you know, it's like this weird royal uh, uh, family, Habsburg, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And they were like just this very prestige Viennese royal family. And uh, they resided in Vienna, and like the night before uh, Austria joined Germany, because Austria is always trying to claim, like, oh no, we got overrun. Blah, blah. No, no, they were like, uh, they were every, every, everything was ready. They loved it. They, yeah, they, they were lifted like, these arms. They were like, real the, parade, the parade is going to happen in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and after 45, we're going to talk, like, oh, we were the victims. So they, <laughs> they, uh, they, uh, I mean, honestly, I just want to go on about Austria. I mean, like, fuck Switzerland with, like, all the money issues, etc. But, like, Austria is such a piece of shit about World War II. Oh, like it's incredible. I mean, don't honestly, just, like, yeah, why, why not just shut up, but don't be a victim in this. Like, it doesn't <laughs> work at all. First of all, like, the guy even came from Austria, you know? That's how far it goes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hitler wasn't even German until, Made like, Austria, yeah. 29 or something like that. He, he got the German passport. I mean, imagine him being Hitler and trying to become German. <laughs> That's like a funny thing. So I really like your country. <laughs> like I want to at the border. He wasn't even German. He wasn't even German from the beginning. He was first. He was Bavarian. So it, it was, it wasn't kind of like this. Oh yeah, that's true. He was, he was big shot of, in Munich, yeah. Um, he, that's where he had the beer hole putsch and all that sort of stuff yeah. before he became a, a, an amazing writer. Early and Hitler. <laughs> 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 but what baffles me also is like um, Austria's story uh, after the Second World War becomes even more bizarre because uh, Switzerland is known for like money laundering and all these sort of things. Yes, no. Like dirty fuckers. No. Um, we stole a bunch of money. But... Austria basically became the banker of Eastern Europe. Like everything, yeah. everything in Vienna. <laughs> they accepted the Eastern European money. Yeah, so they, they are they are a Western. Stuff. They were a Western nation, yeah. and the, the Iron Curtain was basically across the river. So, yeah, but, but also because most of that Eastern Europe used to be theirs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to own shit, and and then money just got flooded into Vienna. So if you were kind of like a rich person in Eastern Europe and, and you were part of whatever the, that Russian concept was, you still wanted to be capitalist or whatever, you pumped it through Vienna and that's what it was. Have you yeah. ever been to Vienna? Yes. Yeah. No. It's the most racist city in the world. Really? But in a very funny way. Why? Because everybody's against everybody. Uh, it's great. This is why you like it so much. Of course. I mean, being like a... It's I'm, your mindset, basically. Yeah. Just being against everybody. No, I mean I love people, but I, I <laughs> to an extent. No, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure if I like people love, anymore. You love but people when they're over there. No, but like the beautiful <laughs> thing about Vienna is everybody has against has something against somebody. It's like one one big uh. shitty hatred thing, and it's so beautiful, and it makes so much sense that like so much good art came and, <laughs> and comes and comes from there because like first of all the the nice thing about vienna even like working class people they all read books you know it's one of the few places where you can see okay they're in a very bad mood but at least they read books <laughs> and it's beautiful but so, back back to your question so the royal family moved to Liechtenstein in 38 so it's like now the third leader 
Oh my li- God. That lives in Liechtenstein. And before that, it was just like some souvenir thingy because they needed it for the Rheinbund, which was kind of like a EWR EU situation. So there's, there's probably still some like great grandfathers that resent having a royal family. Like there must have been a stage of massive resentment that these fuckers just turned up and said, we claim. No, them. not at all. We love them so much. Really? Yeah, you guys really yeah. love them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, to that later, but if I see the prince a lot, I mean, first of all, I'm a crazy cool hipster in Zurich, so I'm not in Liechtenstein anymore. But I, <laughs> I, once I, love, I love how you just made that up about yourself. You're a crazy cool hipster. I'm a crazy cool you hipster. You were the cool only hipster. hipster that they had in Liechtenstein. You I'm the only hipster that, that uh, uh, says that he's a hipster. So I'm probably not a hipster. You guys. Did, they, did they kick you out of Liechtenstein? Tell us the truth. Dude. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he's the weird one. Get out. <laughs> no, but I think I'm still a drug addicted homosexual in Liechtenstein. <laughs> Nice. So I'm a complete other person. <laughs> nice. Uh, so in yeah. in in Sean, you had a big talking to by your teachers. I mean, and just like because just because I suck cock and snort a coke <laughs> all the time does make me a drug addicted homosexual. I was just into fun. But, but I once I once uh, uh, I met the prince three times. The first time was me being at the national day uh, 15th of august with my dad and uh we went like to the main thing where he's like having a speech etc and you can get free drinks afterwards at the castle and the only thing my dad said was look at the guy's feet he's got big feet and you know his like uh, shoe number is like a, a european like 51 or something it's what? like it's it's, it's Huge. It's very big. He's a penguin. The you second know what time, they say about big feet, right? <laughs> the second, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that he's an asshole. He's an asshole. Second time I saw the guy was when I turned 18, because when you turn 18, you have a thing called <laughs> Jungbürgerfeier, and then there's like an uppital and a uh, meet and greet can at I the guess, castle. Can I guess what happens? Yeah, please. All the young boys at 18 go to the castle <laughs> <laughs> to meet the prince. But also the women. Oh, right. oh, and then it just got worse now. <laughs> and that was, the, se- that was the second time I saw somebody. And then the third time I was, uh, I really wanted to become, oh, maybe that was the second time I uh, really wanted to become a rock star. So I really needed an electric guitar. My parents were like, no, we're working class. Like, fuck you. We're not going to buy you something. You should get a summer job. And then working class in the richest country in the world. Can't afford the electric. Zurich is cheap, like. (laughs) My my dad does like bathrooms. Like I come from a rather poor family for Liechtenstein terms. So we only had two boats. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) And like in a shitty and on a shitty lake. Like not a cool lake. It wasn't even blue. (laughs) No, like it was like a river. It wasn't like the Côte d'Azur, it was the other side of France, you know. (laughs) Uh, and uh, he I I sold ice cream for a summer. And uh, the guy bought an ice cream from me once. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. And just from the flavor he got, I could tell that he was very conservative because he got <laughs> vanilla. But this I, had like, <laughs> I had like 30 great flavors. But this you know? is like a tale That's of funny. reverse pedophilia. It's like you showed up in the ice cream van. <laughs> 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 bought the prince. ice cream from you. But it's, it's not a pedophile. Wait, but so it's now you decided to go to the big smoke. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, one, sorry. one little thing. Yeah. Like, how, you gotta admire the genius of these guys. From thirty-eight, 
from the year 38 where they showed yeah. up to like we're gonna be there for every young burger fire like that is can you am I planning the marketing campaign of how you market yourself as a royal family to a country i mean here's the situation and not going too much into politics because it just like sucks and it's boring but mm. Liechtenstein was considered I think after World War One was considered the poorest country in the world, or at least Europe, because we had like a unemployment rate of like ninety nine percent and whatnot. Because it was because it was like you know it's it's geographically it's like fine, but there was just the Rhine that just flooded everything. It was just farmers. It wasn't like a real country as Austria and Switzerland already was. Yeah. So it was just like some weird like fucking farmers that <laughs> were probably pretty bad at farming. Yeah. So the guy <laughs> so, so, so we don't have any culture. We don't have any food or anything like that. Like nothing. How'd, how'd they get so rich then? Like what's the dirty secret? I'm going to tell you in a okay. second. Yeah. So the, the royal family residing in Vienna in like one of their castles decided to once send i think a hundred thousand swiss francs back in a day which is now considered probably and for that like all the people had work for like two years to build like a, a, a line that them you know like that that it wouldn't get on the channel they, they <laughs> that's when they docked the channel yeah because and before it was a swamp yeah like, uh, and Lichtenstein was literally a swamp. back to that story that's the last positive thing the family ever did for the people of Liechtenstein, and they're all like <laughs> "Ooh, you're the, you're uh, the best the you know and and i mean they're crazily good within economics like, you know, if he would live in Switzerland, I think he's like top five or top three of the richest people. It's like a, a two-digit uh, billion affair. And he uh, trades uh, a third of the world rice thingy. He's got the most Picassos. I think now it's no like the, the... Or at least after, in a private... In a after Kronehalle uh, in Zurich. Yeah. No, but I think right now, because, you know, they were also pretty... Uh, uh, pretty friendly with the guy who came from Austria later became a German we talked about before <laughs> and then the Germans yeah the Germans stole all the art they the have so much art I think now most of the money they actually have is from art really but Shit. I mean you know in 2003 for the people that don't know in 2003 the people from Liechtenstein voted against democracy because the guy was like I want to have power again because his dad gave the power back to the people and we just got a democracy. <laughs> and then he was like, no, I want to have my veto. And then uh, he said, oh, if you don't say yes to it, I'm going to leave the country and I'm going to take the name with it. And then you're not going to be called Liechtenstein because that's my family name. And then everybody what? was like, no, we like, what are we going to call? <laughs> like, like, Region Rheintal? No, you know, it's... and We have such little identity already. And, and because he's just very rich... Liechtenstein, the people of Liechtenstein think that he's kind of like an insurance for that, that he's interested in Liechtenstein being a wealthy place. What people don't, and that's what intelligent people who are Trickle into down. economics explained to me was for him, it's like he needs Liechtenstein As more a tax break. than Liechtenstein just in general. Yeah. Because, you know, the guy can make business and like his backup is a country in the middle of Europe. You know, that's like a nice leverage to do business with. It's like, so so what can you offer us? 
well, I have a country in Europe. <laughs> like, you know, that's a nice, that's a nice uh, holdback. Fucking he, that's, he runs that's a nice fucking bank. He, he runs a private bank. Yeah. yeah. LGT, he's technically yeah. um, the head of LGT. Yeah. <laughs> which it's is it. one letter away from LGBT, which would be very... Fucking yeah, in other news, he uh, just <laughs> last week for his birthday interview, he said, oh no, gay people never adopt because gay people are pedophiles. Wait, Again, what? he just did that last week. Oh, he's so on, he's the, he's so on the ball, hey. Yeah. He knows what's yeah. what. Yeah. You, you, know, you know, you know, they they weren't at the wedding of Prince Harry. You want to know why? Because they were at the at the I don't know the English uh, English saying, but it's like, you know, when they tell that the old pope that died is oh. now holy, like a Heiligsprechung well, is like the German word. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. A holy saying or Martyrdom, whatever. Martyrdom, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were at that for like uh, Paul, like the Polish Pope, because he he's the godfather of the prince or whatever, uh, something crazy. Like they're super, yeah. and they're, you know, Liechtenstein adoption is still illegal. Oh right? shit, like fucking Stuart Lee has a bit about this because the death of the Pope and the marriage of Prince Charles and Camilla Parker Bowles happened on the same day, which is not Prince Harry. Yeah. But, yeah. And the whole bit is like, and this is the perfect reason to have like a split screen television. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Was was the Camilla thing televised? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And the yeah. joke was is that you can see an old corpse being next venerated. to a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> next to a couple of horses. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. So as you know, we brought um, Moritz here to come and just teach us history lessons about Liechtenstein. I can, I can answer you. I can answer you. I can answer you any question, but I, I would really like to uh, spice this up, and everybody can ask me a yes or no question about Liechtenstein. Okay, cool. I yeah. like how we've gone meta with this. We're having a podcast with a guest and we don't talk about because the I've guest been talking about the country, <laughs> you know, since I talk to people outside of Liechtenstein. <laughs> Yes uh, or no question about Liechtenstein? I have yes. no interest right. in Liechtenstein at all. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> um, any oil there? No. Okay. Uh, inbreeding. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me where there isn't inbreeding, Harry. But Liechtenstein is. <laughs> oh, that's high, higher than, okay, the question is higher than average inbreeding. That's a horrible question. Good question. I uh, haven't fucked any family outside of Liechtenstein, so I can't. Answer you the question. <laughs> I don't know. But my mom's my cousin. <laughs> but also my aunt. What's going on? <laughs> how, how? Okay, I don't mean to make an issue, but like, please. When you were there as a as a homosexual drug addict, yes. What percentage of twenty thousand were you? Like, how many homosexual drug and then, addicts? Yeah, and then where did they send you <laughs> guys? That, Can you finish Grinder? Can you finish Grinder in Liechtenstein? Because that, uh, that's a pretty small meetup if you have 20,000 people. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you got the joke or not, but I was <laughs> referring to Liechtenstein just being a very homophobic place. And <laughs> if you hold your cigarette already in a certain angle, you're going to be a homosexual forever. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the joke. And I was <laughs> Harry's what? like, that I went over your head. Dude, Harry, you're <laughs> usually on the money with this shit, Harry. Yeah, Harry's like, I like this country. This is what I'm all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just saw basically like a postcard with this description. Like, I actually want to live there. Yeah. Yeah. News break. Nobody can move there. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's actually funny. So, uh, again, uh, you moved to the big smoke uh, of Zurich. 
Um, how, how are you feeling about that? So <laughs> chasing you, all the exciting lights yes. and excitement <laughs> of a small Swiss town. You know, we you got wanna, an airport. You make me an expat now. <laughs> <laughs> You're an expat. I don't work. Like this guy has more Swissness. This teen South African who can't even be bothered to speak the language. You know what I love about this is that I feel so much joy. Oh, at the irony of he's all of this. If he's rich, Harry here, loves that shit. Yeah, I get all the privilege of an average Swiss person, and for like you know, it's deep down, I'm an African who couldn't give a fuck. That's, and I'm here that's to the name of your first special. It's called Irony. Oh, oh, yeah. You're good with words. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, because you're a comedian. <laughs> apparently, they read books. That. Apparently, they read books in Liechtenstein as well, not just in Austria. All right, we don't have books. They're banned. Here's another question for Morris. So we, we we saw earlier while we were pre-gaming, you have a list of 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 uh, your names for your band. Do you have a lot of lists? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Do like, you, okay. no you not just have the list, list guy? Names or? Sorry? Do you, are you a big note taker? Uh, I mean, I take notes for possible uh, like, uh, like stand-up ideas, but <laughs> normally no. Like, you know, I make music... And I make comedy, and uh, so I sometimes have to remember certain ideas or certain mm. funny things. But I guess I wouldn't. I would like first. Of, I'm not organized at all. Um, okay. Very bad, Moritz. I was yeah. wondering because this applies to you so much. Is like I heard that, or I think Conan O'Brien said this. He said that like uh, comedians are jealous of rock stars, and rock stars are jealous of comedians. You know, but you're kind of yeah. It's not being jealous. It's like. Comedians want to be rock stars and yeah. rock stars want to be comedians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're here in the middle being cool on both ends. I'm not even spectrum. in the middle. I'm actually, I think I'm actually rocking both worlds. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like and I mean, that's if you're doing it. Yeah, it sounds away. very confident. But then also I'm over 30 and I've <laughs> reached things already. So I don't fucking care. Like yeah, I think I'm, new I think I'm doing it. You're, like white, it's fine. you're white and over 30. Confidence is in your right, nature. Right. That's He's been that's broken that's twice. So yeah, I opened up for chair twice. For chair? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't share. know if you yeah. should be proud of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am very much. Does she, Good. did you meet her? Did you say hello? He was at the wardrobe doing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, you wanna you wanna hear the bit about it, or you well, wanna hear the which, truth? Which I wanna hear the truth as a musician or as a comedian. As a musician, okay. <laughs> I didn't do my tight five <laughs> before a share concert. Oh, <laughs> no, um, we had the opportunity to meet her in Vienna, uh -huh. but we tried to play cool and like not do it the first night. So we thought hey, let's do a meet and greet thing in Zurich, but then doing the thing in Zurich and everybody had like fami family visiting because we're playing like Hallenstadt and it's crazy. So we didn't even bother about the thing. That must have felt great. Oh, it's the funniest Is thing. Is it the same kind of kick for comedy for you? Um, I mean, here's the thing. Like I've played so much shows and I still get like nervous before like performing music. If I do it like solo or like with the band I was with, uh, uh, opening for share <laughs> but <laughs> like a, a packed open mic and like I'm doing a, maybe a routine I've done before even something new it's the same peak of being nervous as playing in front of 10,000 people and wow yeah which was for your first love though so you started with music right uh, yes but looking back at it 
because you know I'm doing shitloads of interviews because I'm a big shot. <laughs> like this, this is not the first like weird. It's actually the first English podcast. I mean. Yeah, it's uh, probably the biggest one you've done so far, though, right? Yeah, it's crazy. I've heard the numbers before. <laughs> They're insane. <laughs> They're absolutely insane. Yeah, um, it's like two digits. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, really um, big. Uh, I for I've always <laughs> I think I've so I started making music and it was already pretty meta from that point on because the friends I started the first band with we were just already into like weird fun bands like I don't know if you guys know Ween oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is just like this stoner band from America that just like pisses on every shore but it's th they still have their own sound and also maybe something you can relate to is the Ärzte. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. They even had a song on South Park. Probably, the, I don't know. This the song Many Colors in the Homo Rainbow. Oh, oh, okay. I mean they also have the HIV song which goes yeah. like this. AIDS! HIV! It's very good. That is nowhere near as cool as opening for sure. You should check it out. But so being into that kind of stuff already being like 14 or 15 we were already i think pretty weird when we started playing and i remember playing the first show and i just brought this shitty keyboard i had with me i was back then i was like the main singer but also playing drums but also standing up and uh we had already like merchandise with like insider jokes and I had this small keyboard and after every song and because we were also drunk after every song I would just hit the pre applause button and it was like <laughs> crazy stadium applause thing so it was just like shitting on everything already and then later I had like this kind of like solo act and I kind of wanted to be like this conscious singer songwriter guy and uh, I realized some I think the second show I played solo, I was like, okay, I'm just going to pretend to be English. Because it was also the first time I wrote like English lyrics and it was like stuff like, is this our society? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, like I got an acoustic guitar and just yeah, yeah. turned into an asshole. So, <laughs> and uh, then stayed there. <laughs> the annoying prick at the dinner party. Just, Let's bring out the guitar. Yeah. I have some songs to sing. And, and yeah. like, here's the thing. Like, I, I, you know, I never went to music school. I don't necessarily have a great singing voice. Like, I mean, you know, 15 years later, I know how to squeeze something. But still, like, I'm not, talented in that matter and you poured enough whiskey on top of that that it sounds raspy enough now yeah what else i'm, I'm better <laughs> at karaoke and than at my own songs but playing those shows for some reason i just started talking english within the songs and you know like from that area i'm from like nobody has a fucking clue so yeah. they were like who are, where are you from and you know <laughs> and, and then i just from that point on i just started to be like a complete idiot like between the songs because you know every weekend i played in another youth center and like just shitty like kind of like open micy situations but with a bill you know with like other punk bands and hardcore bands and, like metal bands and i just realized okay nobody wants to hear us because we're a shit band or i'm a shit act so how about i'm funny between the songs so people stay and they maybe like one song. And I think that's how I, I uh, started. Wow, that's fascinating. Started with comedy to some level, and then I've 
entered this competition which was about like Liechtenstein dialect songs because there was money and I was like, oh, 2,000 bucks, like I want to win this. And then I had this one good love song and one like critic song about uh, society. <laughs> it was another <laughs> one. But uh, it's the, I think the hook was, my question is, am I doing good because some other people are suffering? You know, just that whole white yeah. guilt of a 17-year-old. It's okay to be a homosexual drug addict. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> and, uh, Did you get it, Harry? I totally and, uh, uh, and I was there, and I, I remember it was like this, it was kind of like it's a, a, a comedy place, like a cabaret kind of place in Liechtenstein, a very nice small theater. And it was packed and, you know, like all of the, like all the people were like grown up. So they were like in their late 20s or like early 30, uh, 30s, 40, whatever. And I'm like there and, I, you know, I'm like 18 and I smell bad and I'm high. And I have like a, a, a weird jacket on with like buttons. But, and I bring my own beer because I thought that was the thing there. But they had beer and they were like confused by it. Like, hey, have our beer. And I'm like... Yeah, but I brought my own, you know, it was just very, it was just the first time I was in a professional thing. And uh, I'm getting on the stage and and, uh, and because I couldn't remember the words to the songs, I, I needed like a little note stand. And I don't know if, have you ever tried to build up a note stand? Like yeah, I was, I was uh, in a church band. I think there yeah. is something that kind of connects us it's on that. It's the most weird thing. Like it's it is very overly complicated it's for no very reason. Very yeah. fucking complicated. And it was the first time I handled that. And I was on stage trying to build it up. And for some reason, you know, at some point people started laughing because uh -huh. I was, you know. And then I realized, oh, this is funny. Okay. I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah. And then I was just milking it and to the level of at that point it looked the weirdest. I just stopped <laughs> and put the note on and you know, it killed and then the That's music, funny. you know, people didn't matter about, like, they didn't care about the music. But after that, I was kind of like, they knew me then and then started booking me for, like, smaller things at a yeah. theater if they ever had, like, a bigger show. Wow. And I would always show up with, like, funny songs. Yeah. But I would never dare to do, like, stand-up. Yeah. That's that's really cool, dude, because like you kind of shaped the way your own context was. So you're not just there as a DJ, you're also like entertainment in your own way, which is awesome. Like uh, this is like an idea that I was having as well. It's like comedy is about context, right? Like I'm sure you guys have gone to a place, like done a gig where nobody's there is ready to hear comedy. Oh yeah, and it's like kind of the worst feeling. Nobody it's the gives greatest a greatest gigs ever. Yeah, because there was a there was a Maidensville. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a there was a TED talk um, that I saw online recently, and they mistake the schedule. They swapped two people in the schedule, so they swapped out a priest for a comic. So the priest <laughs> got the comic spot. You've seen this. I've seen, I've this. seen this. I've seen so this. Yeah, and people pissed people, their pants. Yeah. And he watching couldn't the understand priest. why people were laughing. He's like, "You guys he are really a, weird." He crowd. gave <laughs> a sermon basically, and a turbo sincere, dying of laughter. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's really but, Context. I just got one question. So when you opened for Cher, yeah, <laughs> oh here it comes. How did you not do a song about Sony? Like, like you know that I w I would go with that that Aerosmith song like Janie's got a gun. Yeah, <laughs> but I would have swapped out Janie for Sony. I mean, like, <laughs> so first of all, you, I mean, we at that point we we got the gig. We already 
covered Believe by by Cher. And at the very beginning, we got the gig. Oh, we thought, how oh funny God. would it be <laughs> if you guys played Believe <laughs> to do the song? You believe. But then... No, we so were like, you allowed to? Sorry. Huh? Were you allowed to? Uh, we didn't ask. We didn't pay. You just did it? No. I nice. mean, it's just not... Oh, my God. It's, it's, done, it's, not, it's not... I mean, it's just not what you do. Um, <laughs> when you open for but sure. like honestly that you know what was the, the beauty like, because the Zurich gig was kind of like okay because uh, the band I'm with is this guy called Krimer which is kind of like famous for, for Swiss levels but like when we played in Vienna like nobody knew Krimer at all and it's like an arena there's like I don't know, 13,000 people or something. And, you know, they don't care about you because you're the fucking opening, the act. opening act. Plus, it's, like, more or less seated. So there's also not a real... Uh, what, is there an English word for Stimmung? Yeah, uh, ambiance. It's a French word. No, more, <laughs> yeah, more like mood or... Yeah, but Stimmung is, like, no. something very positive. It's, like... It's something that English people don't have. It's, it's the like, vibe. It's, like, it, it's not on. even the vibe. It's, like, the Oktoberfest vibe, maybe. That's yeah. not the vibe. Hype. Oh, it maybe. is. The hype. So, <laughs> you, I, I remember, like, going on stage, and, I mean, there's two things. So, I mean, first of all, 10 seconds before we got on stage, I got an email my phone and I looked at the phone and it said oh you didn't get the job you really wanted to and I was like I'm not gonna <laughs> let it <laughs> that's great that, that gives you that boost that you really need to go out to play in front yeah, of yeah, that's why cool. and but it was a dream job of mine look at your phone right because I was like before. because I was like nervous and we didn't know what to do and we were behind the stage and oh, okay. we already hugged because we tend <laughs> to hug too early and then you're just like standing there and we're we're like waiting for this because a production like that is crazy. So everything is crazily timed. And the stage manager is like with the video guy and the light guy and the sound guy. Oh, and so like you the hugged in because you didn't know when you were going on. So it was like, okay, you're, you're going to okay. start in, a, in, a, in a, like a couple of minutes. And then we're like standing there. And once the guy shows up, it's showtime. So <laughs> we're just like standing there. And I had the phone because I think I also wanted to make a photo or whatever. So I get the mail and I'm like, fuck. Okay, but I don't, because this is a very special moment in my life. I'm playing the arena show. Like, no matter if I'm in Cher's band or not, like, this is it's the greatest. It's probably the biggest thing I'm ever going to do. So, yeah, but I still thought about, <laughs> I, I still thought about losing the job. But what I wanted to say was, it was so funny. It's one of the funniest thing I've ever experienced was, looking into a sea of people uh-huh. that don't fucking care about your <laughs> <laughs> you know and i mean you know you can you can you can look at I've, i mean we've did that stuff before we like opened for bigger bands but it was even like you know opening for franz ferdinand or something but then it's still like five times more people it's like in the right you know wait, it's wait. like uh, this is where i'm more interested you yeah. opened for franz ferdinand yes and also Nana, if you know Nana. Oh, yeah, of fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I know about. Oh, fuck Nana. Fuck shared. Franz Ferdinand is where it's at, man. Yeah, you man. know what? Oh, they're already over. F- but they had great food, man. It was a Sunday and they had <laughs> a Sunday roast going. It was fucking amazing. Do you know what got me through my first 10 years of Switzerland? FM Fear. FM Fear is a great... I, I, I grew up on FM Fear. It's an yeah. Austrian... Austrian. Austrian. Australian. Australian you just looked station. at me and thought Australia. That's what happened. That, yeah. <laughs> you can get it on the internet these days, but it's a beautiful radio station. Um, yeah. 
And yes, I know all these things, Franz Ferdinand, etc. Maybe I even heard you if they did, because they used to play live gigs on there as well. My solo acts got played on FM4 a few times, but not that much. Wow. I find it fascinating, though, when you uh, the, the comparison that you made before about the 13,000 compared to um, the open mic gig. Yeah. Uh, so when did you actually hit the open mic circuit? So you, you were talking about how you kind of started changing your your style. You, you found out that comedy is funny on stage. And, uh, you, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I've never... I think I've I haven't I haven't uh, 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 I didn't consume comedy in the level of because a lot of people especially when I listen to like interviews of like native English speakers and you know like it was crazy when Seinfeld was on and just a whole stand up boom and I've always I mean you know I've I've seen all the funny German or Swiss acts on television as a kid all five of them <laughs> or even like twenty of them but I never really 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 liked it you know there was just something slightly because it's not real stand-up like it was just <laughs> most of them like do a funny voice or it's like a bad act a of, of something yeah there's a lot of but cabaret it, kind of so was there a stuff. comedian where you like came online to comedy like what were you listen to and you're like wow comedy is a thing um i don't know how i actually got into real comedy but I probably it was Louis C.K. or something like that. Uh, but I'm I don't know. Can I breakfast you? He brought me online. Yeah, because you look like him like after. Because no, he. Just before an accident. Because yeah. it was it's Louis it's C.K. before I the accident. Which makes you a better like looking guy. Because it's the bit where he goes, My daughter's four and she's an asshole. Yeah, she's an asshole and about playing games. And yeah, that, yeah. And that was the moment where I just went, oh. And I had a four year old daughter at the time. And then Harry whooped out his penis. <laughs> but nobody watched. And that's why he's nobody still in the game. <laughs> and that's still the situation. Yeah, but today. I don't I don't I don't really I don't really know how I got into stand up, stand up, stand up. But you remember your first kind of like open mic scenario? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, English open mic at Contiki uh, and I went there to watch it first the week before. I did the same thing. And I was like, <laughs> this, the people are terrible. <laughs> and then... Uh, we were there, obviously. Guys. Or at least, there was one good act. Thanks, dude. I remember. Thank you so much. Uh, you, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been two good acts. Oh, oh, oh no. you, you, can, you can tweet me the five later. Yeah, Anyways, <laughs> so... I've seen that. I was like, okay, I think I can come up with a routine. Because what I learned about... Because I'm addicted to interviews... So I think I've seen like a couple of stand-up specials, but then normally for me, it's like I know some person's hour, but then I know like 30 hours of their interviews. Like oh, so I, I go crazy oh, within oh, the YouTube, interviews. Yeah, yeah, YouTube yeah. rabbit holes. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen everything three times. This, we were having an interesting point earlier, dude, that relates to this with the, and I'd like your opinion because I don't think you told me, um, yeah. with the whole CK thing. Right, we were discussing the scandal, and then we went to go watch him in Basel. Yeah, you were there as well, um, and there were protesters outside. And then, like the idea of supporting the artist who's done something that you don't agree with, right? So it's like I've gotten on board with the whole support the art, not the artist. Like you can consume it, don't pay him or support him. But then I, I mean, was thinking about the comedians. But look the, at the hold look up, Harry. The the art is him. Look at look like, at how can you consume it? Germany, like they supported an artist. Oh God! 
Well done. You've had that well, locked and loaded for like a hot minute there. I saw it in your face. You're like, I got this good one. Hang no, on. but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, like I told you before, my main issue with not enjoying seeing Louis on stage in Basel that night was because of that weird male energy of like people really cheering for the fact oh, yeah, yeah. that he was there. Like that yeah. that was a really, really gross moment. Like yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, and I've, I've seen like, I've seen like the, the, the crazy eyes of like the Fanatics. the ultra guys and like yeah, like you're yeah, a man. but it also felt really incelly because I, I was it doing was it very yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I was at doing the door that night I didn't get and yeah a few incels um, were doing the door I remember yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Bill Gay the Basel show actually you're the first person I've heard that, that nailed the incel vibe because did you get the bit where the the bunch of feminists turned up for the photo shoot that's when I not for the, f I mean, for the photo shoot, it was like a very small, like, you they, know, I come from a very left-wing background and I've seen them coming and just like what the press did, etc. I mean, they, it was, it yeah, was like an act in a way. Exactly. So they showed up to get their, their pictures. So they held up a banner, all wore face masks so you couldn't see who they were, held up the banner, got the photo shoot from the press. Then oh, all the incel guys started harassing them. It was hilarious as fuck. Secretly, they just wanted to get laid. <laughs> no, yeah, probably. Yeah, they should have all just fucked, and that would have just solved all that would all have the world's world problems. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it was just uh. I th the whole mix of like going there, thinking about it, and I I uh, I went there with a with a couple of friends, and we talked like the whole drive there. And I was such a, a Louis fanboy for years. And it would have been like, you know, seeing like... <laughs> I wish he pulled his dick out in front of me. <laughs> no, like seeing like a, a... I mean, I'm too into much obscure music stuff to like do anything. But like, let's say for something nowadays to see like whatever, Bruno Mars or The Weeknd, like just one of the Some greats or like Madonna song, yeah. or, or yeah. Chaco or, you know, another, another fucking weirdo. But <laughs> just going up there and then seeing the protest and then seeing all those guys already Types, in that yeah. fucking, fucking ugly fucking venue. <laughs> also, I have like this weird anxiety that I can't really be in big rooms sitting like in cinemas or theaters like i have this weird anxiety and i don't know what's going on should definitely do just an extra therapy for that <laughs> but i remember just sitting there and you know i obviously got like seats where i can get out like on the super side of and i think i was like in row four or something you know like all, all up front not up front because comedians never sit in first row. Well, you know who Except sat first row? Fucking yeah. Matteo. The yeah. fucking yeah, little did. bitch. I was and he was stoned <laughs> like fuck. It was really? me, Michaela Casanova, Matteo. We were all right up front. Yeah. 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 I got, I got Mich Michele, Michele also a uh, uh, local, local stand-up. Yeah, but I couldn't enjoy the thing. But now comes to my mind a, a thing I heard in a, in a Swiss podcast. Uh, from a very, very talented guy called Gabriel Fetto. He's a great, great comic. And he, big, big uh, uh, Louis fanboy, or at least big fanboy of the arts, and he did the intelligent thing that I didn't think of. He saw both shows just to also see, does he switch the act? How does he work on the whole fucking thing? Uh. And that's 
I hate myself for n not doing that. I did. And, and I did so the same thing. I, I did the same thing. I stayed for the second show as well, but I was ticketing, so I got in for free. And what did you learn? <laughs> what what take away? That he's a better comic than you. End of story. Uh, he, yeah, is, is yeah. I did, I did learn that part, and that opening acts are not always the thing that you hope for. <laughs> so uh, I was in the second show. Opening acts were fucking amazing. I like them too. Uh, I thought it was a bit funny that he had the most like pc safe opening acts there was a woman and then a disabled black man and then who was the third one no there were the, the third one was anything but pc the third guy was a thin hyperactive guy oh he Total had a bit of a yeah a he's, he's kind of like a one-linery type um, that's what i'm saying you can't you can't make fun of any of these people let me i gotta say this because i'm insecure about it yeah louis done this thing and what I was saying about the whole comics up front, he's hiding behind this wall of defense. Oh, you can't make fun of me because I do this and this and this, which I'm sure he had to deal with a lot of flack when it came from pressure from other people. He's like, oh, stop looking at what I did that one time. Look at what else I do. I mean, it didn't, like the, the whole fucking act against Louis that got big. The cancel culture vibe. Doesn't, I mean, doesn't make sense at all because it's, uh, and it's, I mean, that's like super kind of like incelly stand up comic talk, but it's still something I, c I can, uh, or I, I think is true that most people that were attacking, let's say, Louis at that point or people defending Louis were people that don't care about stand up at all. You know, it's like, it was just very. That has a point. It was just very. It's just a very boring a old story. It was a time. It's definitely a timing thing because we'd had yeah. Cosby, Weinstein, yeah, and it was just like, oh, Louis. He was in yeah. the window. Like it didn't. It didn't add up. He he had a whole other shitty thing he did, but it's not Cosby he, and it's not. It was not on the same level. Yeah, but it's I mean, not the I same mean, level. Okay, so you wake up on Sunday morning. All right, two scenarios. One is you realize that Cosby gave you drugs and he stuck his dick in you. Number two is you wake up and you've got a memory of Louis C.K. jacking off in front of you. Which one are you more traumatized by? Um, if I said I enjoyed both. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. That's the extremism of cancel culture. I appreciate the fact that we're calling people out and it's the most amazing thing that happened in culture. But where's the line here? Well, it, it, Who this decides? is the problem. So we created a culture of black and white and there is just like heaps of gray. And yeah. th this is the thing that no one really wants to talk about. It's it's kind of but then on the other yeah. but then on the other hand I think you can say fuck Louis because he's big enough and he's just gonna do it anyways. Yeah, like there's a thing about like it comes in the whole power abuse struggle. of power, yeah. and it is which is also yeah, and it also is, like he's to gonna he's gonna make millions and until the rest of his life, probably not as much as he did, but it's fine. And let's face it, it isn't black and white thing. It's, it's Cosby and Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, I was waiting no, for you to do that. I saw the glint in your eyes. Let's make this I fucking race. P, not PC, I'm Mac Joe, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. You but hit the low who's bar making here. more money after ending up cancelled and pr imprisoned as well? I think Cosby's still raking it in. But look at it this way. We don't cancel uh, doctors if they... Uh, accidentally fuck up oh that's an interesting like we why do we hold these people to such high extremes not that i would ever defend someone like ck although i have my area on consent yeah but then, consent, but then also cool. but then also so let's let's take the louis situation he knows that you know he's the power horse in the whole situation he knows that or at least he could think of it 
and he does it and I don't sure, think that a doctor fucks up on purpose because he's like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I'm going to give like, him a bionic leg. <laughs> yeah, like it's not, it's not how it goes. Yeah, no, but, I, but, I, but, I but power, power struggles, power struggles are a thing in any in any industry. In any, in, industry. yeah, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't also, matter. also, he's a you know he's a celebrity, so that's a complete other thing. But I think there's another angle on this: is is it's a war between people that like to have vanilla sex and people who have weird sex. Okay. What's vanilla sex? Vanilla what is weird yeah, sex? Mi- missionary, no, just good Early orgasm. Sex. Yeah, exactly. That type <laughs> or of no, your, or, your or no orgasm and saying, I'm sorry, I just don't feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most vanilla thing. You can That's, oh, wow. I yeah. never, I've never, I'm always like, that's why you got um, two kids. Always exactly. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm now. Yeah. A Tell parent. us your sexual vibe. How you go for it? <laughs> no, but, but I'm always up for sex. <laughs> but I've had this argument with a friend because because to me, okay, this 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 may sound fucked up. To to me, the Louis C.K. situation is I can understand the path that a guy would go down uh, in a miserable marriage, which he was in. And he's got like a super successful career and he's got a weird sexual fetish. And that these things come together into him in his stupid state believing that he should do this, of jack off in front of someone. And and so there is like... like, like He's allowed to want to jack off in front of someone. Yeah, but there's the whole exploitation of power. But, but Louis C.K. Is a, is a situation that I can understand bill cosby who's like i'm gonna give a lot of women drugs and rape them yeah he's probably the biggest rapist in history at least known to men i like he is we got we we got jimmy savile in the uk the savile story i think the the guy who did it with the kids like the the tv guy so are you have you ever dj'd i'm actually also uh a DJ. Professional DJ in a way. So yeah. D- yeah. DJing, yeah. the first guy to ever DJ uh, to play records in a club was Jimmy Savile. Yeah. Who also turned out to be the most prolific rapist that there's ever been. The Jimmy Savile story is very fucked up. He, what, and, and, okay, we're good. Keep going, Eric. We're having going. a podcast I'm listening, I'm moment listening. here. I was just checking timing. I was wondering as well. Jimmy, the Jimmy Savile story is very fucked up. We don't need to talk about it again, but I, like, I grew up in an England where we used to watch I'm Jimmy. I'm a DJ and I never raved. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yeah. I love how that's the standard. Oh, I've just never raped anyone. I think it's we've not all that got fucking that in common here. It's no, not that fucking hard. No raping has been done by anybody on don't this podcast. Don't assume anything about me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Sorry, Dean. Ugh. Sorry. But now Jimmy Savile, who's like on children's TV, I grew up with him. He had this yeah. show called Jim Will Fix It. And then we found out that he was... That it was actually spelled Jimmy Fix It, like it was uh, like a German. Jim Will no. Fix It. Yeah. Come on. Come Jim on, it was there. Jim Will Fix Kids. Oh, if only we'd had a German to... <laughs> Jim Will Fuck It. <laughs> You guys really do if get you, your surnames you, from what your family's you, known you, for. If you if you would have had one German cop, <laughs> they would have clocked it immediately. <laughs> so he had his his body count. I, like weirdly, I've I've read up body too much counts. Wikipedia uh. on Louis on Jimmy Savile. 
over 1,600. So Cosby. Oh, Cheese like, Louise. Ah, okay. And and there's also a weird. <laughs> We've got a bigger pedophile than yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry that you know more Welcome about pedophiles. Welcome to Biggest Pedophiles. And the, and the weird. So, so, uh, just two weird facts about Jimmy Savile is number one is he had access to Wandsworth, which is a super secure prison. He was actually sexually harassing prisoners was one thing. And the other thing he was doing is he was he going... He loves my comedy. <laughs> he was going into a morgue and he was sexually harassing dead bodies. So he... <laughs> is that just called goes, harassing or is that just called fucking necrophilia? Yeah. It's called that as well, yeah. Yeah, it's all about consent, Harry. <laughs> I'm just trying to, So Jimmy Savile, prolific... I don't know. Like anything... Okay, okay, weirdo. You, I, sh shall I workshop something terrible here? Do, do. Shoot. So, I mean... <laughs> would you Would you not? Yeah, it's a about consent, body. right? No, yeah. it's not about fucking a dead body. Anybody would if they could. Like, right. just try it out. But, <laughs> but since, no, but here's the thing. Bill, since, since it's about consent, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have to ask, like... Written form. Written form, dude. So, for example, like an old lady dies. And, you know, she, she, leaves, <laughs> she leaves a daughter and a son. And she's, like, there on the table. Like... Or no, let's make it funnier. An old man dies, <laughs> like old big man dies. And, you know, he leaves like one son. If you ask the son, like, is it cool with you if I fuck your dad's dad? Is but it then like, and he, does it and work he like that? Because then it's no, the consent, right? The dead dad isn't saying yes. Yeah, but, but it's dead. like, but it's like, uh, it's how it works with that oh, people. So, okay. so authority would have been handed on. True story. This is ex exactly what you're saying here. There was it's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> Oh, no, dude. I pimped my, my dad. granddad. <laughs> I made so much my cash, big money off of my granddad. No, I read this in the paper the other day. True story. So there was this metalhead uh, in the US and his great-great-grandfather died. Uh, you know how they die. People die of natural causes. You guys know what I'm talking about. It happens. He, he got the remains because it was located somewhere else. What he did with his great whatever's remains he had the the spine in the 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 rib cage mm. he made a heavy metal guitar oh yeah i've seen that oh you've seen this yeah, out yeah. Of his, you know out of the body but it, there is a whole there is a whole culture about creating art out of body parts yeah um like hair is a big thing or i want to like go bones. back to the fucking like, yeah can i, I I want to go, so just for <laughs> the we record. we go back to my dead granddad <laughs> lying I, on the table? If I die, I want to get turned into dildos. That's of course you do. Because this is the first time that you properly penetrate. Is that, is hey, that inside? Hey, <laughs> got him. You can got him. You can, there's like uh, my I don't want to think about it, Harry. Cage, there's at least like nope, oh, 10 dude. dildos. Um, let's go back to uh, fucking dead people. So, um, oh. where, so your basic assumption is that the next of kin inherit authority over the dead person's body. The, the I guess they don't right. give a fuck anymore, the dead person. But I want to give them a fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the... bitches. Have you guys ever seen that traveling art exhibition, uh, the human body... Uh, oh, it came to oh, Zurich yeah. last year. Yeah. 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 At the end of that exhibition, there's a, a two bodies pretty much having fucking. sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking. Uh, they've got no skin on. Which is how I have sex. Hey. <laughs> I'm just doing one more. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's good. I was just trying to remember the guy's name, but it, there, there was a bu uh, bit of controversy around that as well. I, I'm sometimes a bit weirded out by how we as a culture struggle with death. 
I mean, there's a whole thing about this because I, t- the question that you're asking is quite interesting in a way. It's no, it's actually not. I want to go away from the question. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. I want to no, go but away I'm, 15 no, but I, ago, I, but like, I, I'd like, I like to talk about why are we so afraid of the whole death thing? Yeah. Because so I've been thinking about that the whole week, and, actually. And more to the point, it why are we so afraid of fucking dead people? <laughs> so... We we basically outsource the concept because we can't make them come. That's for me as a Pisces. Mm. It's oh. a big You're issue. Right. You're yeah. so right. That explains yeah. everything. You're so right. Yeah. Oh my god! I always want to make the other them person come. doesn't show you pleasure. Exactly. You're yeah. like you're like. Can you give me anything here? And they're like, <laughs> Bill Cosby would be into it's this. It's like it's like fucking it's like fucking a weird sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> There's no. Uh, could you put AI in your in a corpse? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? We no, go no. from rape okay, to so consent to but fucking but some dead guy. Let, let's no, talk AI, about. Let's talk AI. about this. How, why? Real talk. Why are we? Why are we weirded out by death so much as a society? Because it, death is because we're be- Christians, or at least it's my excuse. Denial. My my story is denial. Is it denial? No. Yeah, death. because we live in a bubble where we pretend that this shit's going on forever. And what what really struck me in this whole pandemic is how how people suddenly realize that life is finite. When did, <laughs> how who realized life is this, finite? seriously like conversations with with people at work or whatever go like oh you know death is suddenly a thing this will last <laughs> this will before, last a no, month dude. wait no but it's Let, interesting hear me out hear me out all right so before it was like a granddad okay he's like 97 senile and he couldn't properly eat for like 10 years and then he dies and everyone goes like that's probably okay um no one really cares because actually no one went to visit <laughs> him in the first place so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. and now suddenly it's people dying that are much much closer and at the beginning of the pandemic yes okay, there was not so so many of those cases but suddenly it got closer That's at least and closer. what the news tell you yeah exactly covid or suicide and, and suicide is a different ball game right. i think what what really happened was it became much more apparent for a large part of community that life is ending um that there is there is there's a, a a moment where where stuff is is done, yeah, and and that to me is baffling in a way. Death shakes that illusion of life. Yeah, we get so lost in the bullshit. Of we every we still day. think of it like Super Mario. I can I can yeah. go on and on. And so on. this is why I face lions whenever I'm in Africa. I'm like, ah, <laughs> stare death in the face. I feel yeah. alive. There's a book written by a psychologist, I can't remember his name, in the 50s called The Din- Denial of Death. You're staring death in the face right now, Harry. How does that feel? No, but this, so this book is called The Denial <laughs> the denial of Death. You're denying and, it now. And it's at a level of like Freud. It's like basically, and this book has- I love Freud. No, but if you if you say Freud and penis envy and all that shit had a major impact on Western society, did it? This book should have it had did. that impact. It's called the Denial of Death, and it's basically saying everything in Western society can be explained by the Denial of Death. I read the introduction to this book. I got so fucking depressed. I never wanted to read the book. That's how fucking serious this book. Yeah. Moritz, before you said it's because we're Christian, that that um, kind of like tickled me a little bit. Why is that? Do you think? So, get, uh, because as Christians, as Christians, as Christians, we should be good at at death. Technically, yeah. No, we're not good at death actually, because. 
Shall we I should just, be. We shall should I just, be. Shall I just riff? Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Because I'm very drunk. Correct. Because I've been drinking for the past 20 years. <laughs> um, Christians more or less get the lesson of, you know, you can tell your sins to the priest and everything is fine. And then maybe you die at the very end and you go to fucking heaven. Which kind of like means that death doesn't really exist. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, you, and you I just w- I just workshop uh, that because I didn't think about yeah, that when I started good, the yeah. sentence. I like Thank that. you. That's I'm gonna go pee. Okay. We need nice. break, if I come nice. back, I want to have three other yes or no questions. Pee about break. Liechtenstein. Yo, hold up, hold up, real quick. This is what happens when four comedians get together. It fucking goes through the weirdest thing, and then we're like, oh, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> or Louis C.K. <laughs> it's like the bitches. <laughs> right you mentioned before about your first gig at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, so when when was that? Uh, I think it was late 2018 or something like that because I got radicalized by watching all those specials. I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm going to... Radicalized yeah, is a great word. word. Yeah. Yeah, because I really want to do this now. Mm-hmm. And, then I, uh, and then I wrote like five minutes of like hatred against expats, I think. was <laughs> my... <laughs> I mean, first, I, mean, I mean, first of all, you know, I've, I've used the weapon to come from Liechtenstein. So I was just like squeezing the whole, like Liechtenstein is small, yada, yada, yada. And then I was just shitting on, on uh, expats. And I remember just going like, you know, expats are not like real Ausländer. Even though they're kind of like doing the same thing, you know, they have like the e-scooters and... <laughs> And they're even probably you standing, like they're even like <laughs> waiting on the same S-Bahn because they don't really live in a city. <laughs> <laughs> even though even though they think they wow. do. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so here's the question. Why did you, how many times did you do Kontiki? Uh, I think Kontiki probably just once. And then I've signed up to like all the other things that were happening and, and, uh, and Ahmed was, I'm not sure if he still does that nowadays, but it was like so much new places every week. Like, uh, you know, any, any fucking bar that had a power outlet, he was like, <laughs> oh, let's do an open mic there. Yeah. And uh, I think I did like a couple of others and uh, I didn't get the memo of like working on your routine. And I was kind of like too proud to like, do the same thing again because I was like, oh, it's the same people. So like, I, you know, yeah. I got to be like original. And then I wrote like new stuff and like it bombed like pretty bad yeah. because I also, because I'm like, like I said before, I'm this crazy cool hipster guy. So yeah. <laughs> I wanted to shit on that, you know, and, and I remember because I used to already work at the soap factory. I work now. And uh, I had this whole bit that, you know, I, I because in in a Fight Club, uh, oh yeah, like he also works in a soap factory. Yes. Yeah. So I had this crazy long meta joke about, you know, I work in a soap factory and I started like fighting these guys in the basement, but then it turns out I was fighting myself. You know, like <laughs> just <laughs> just yeah. doing the whole and it bombed because it was like too obscure and too weird and probably the delivery and everything just yeah. fucking sucked. They can't relate to your mental illness. Yeah, or or <laughs> I was talking about like going to the supermarket and and uh, the area where I live is like very woke and, and very cool, and uh, 
my eating habits are terrible. So, you know, I just like uh, fish sticks and chips and, and Coca-Cola and, you know, everything that's forbidden and, and like not not woke and, and not healthy. Sugar and, and MSG. And, What's and wrong with fish sticks? <laughs> nothing, if I'm you kidding, ask Kanye on, on, uh, on South Park. Anyways... Um, <laughs> Anyways, I, I, it was like all about that I covered the unhealthy food with like healthy food, and you know that like every that it's covered with the guilt. it's right. covered it's covered with quinoa and so like it could have been it could have this is the Christian background that you it, it could have <laughs> been it could have been an okay bit, but it was just like all too weird about it. And then the last show, the last English one I did, was like in a bar, and there were like five people there and like six of them were comics you know like that level yeah. oh the mm -hmm. v-bar <laughs> yeah yeah and uh it just fucking sucked and i uh, remember i was texting with this girl and i was like yeah i'm not gonna do this anymore but if and then uh half a year later or so or maybe a year later i i uh i heard about like a swiss german open mic and then but if i you, did that if we ever get out of covid you, I really want to see you make a oh. comeback with that ex shitting on expats. Oh, I, I'm just told I totally yeah. want to come back just within the English circuit, just shitting on you guys. Just yeah. only do the shitting on expats. So. If, if any expats survive, because let's face it, none of us are going to get the vaccine. <laughs> exactly. So whenever, whenever we're going to go back and do these gigs, um, Moritz will rock up and go like, "Can I be after Dean, Harry, and Chris, <laughs> and then just take a massive dump on their heads?" No, it's fine. It's I'm, I'm actually, I'm never, I'm never per. I, I really just hate the people in the audience. I think, <laughs> yeah. oh, I think they. I think the audiences always fucking sucks, man. This is I'm, your I'm plus, 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 I really. I mean, I love the fact that you know. I've, I've also being like uh, uh, friends with Matteo. I've I've went to see him a couple of times, like uh, uh, stumbling his English routine, and <laughs> I, I I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love we got a lot of hot that there's always like because it's such an expat like audience yeah. I love that everybody of them is like working for an evil company you know there's always yeah. like the one so wash person there's always like the google hats you know it's just the credit suisse um, yeah. crowd yeah Zurich insurance yeah and I remember I remember yeah. like sh I think the main thing I had about shitting on expats was that I was like yeah I'm from Liechtenstein you know and I'm like here but I'm not necessarily an expat because I don't work like you fucking losers and I just like <laughs> <laughs> shit on working the whole thing and then for some <laughs> And then for some reason, there was like some guy in the audience that had like a name tag from eBay. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with that you, That is man? fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It we need you back. Bad. Make it, we got to bring the comeback. The comeback. Yeah, but then also, I've, I mean, I've, I've uh, uh, I once Harry, saw an yeah. interview of... of uh, Harry loves Karl, abuse. That's what I was sorry. Karl Lagerfeld, the, the German designer that yeah, yeah. he sees like he a couple of years ago. Bruno did him probably i don't know you know it's just this great german designer dude and he was once asked like how much personalities he's got and he was like three you know one when i talk german one when i talk english one when i talk french so i'm not like i think i can be funny in english but i'm not really sure if i can like squeeze the act in that kind of way i want to do it but still keep like the German thing going like that well. It's like weird. I don't know. 
That's fascinating. Do, did you ever have the the idea to play like bigger English stages? I mean, Zurich is definitely kind of like a sideshow. I mean, honestly, um, <laughs> thinking about like let's let's, use a let's big say word, like my my stand up career, like I would love to like have an English special and be like a star. Yeah, like yeah. I, Zurich I'm, is definitely the space for it. There's I'm lots very, of it. Like I'm yeah, Netflix is huge here. Yeah. Like I'm very, I'm very much into the idea. Like I'm not, like I said before, I'm listening to so much interviews. It's not interviews by Swiss comics. Like, oh, I'm, you don't say. Yeah, I'm. But that's I'm, not because of the language. It's you know, I'm listening to, I'm listening to every word that Mark Norman says in some shitty podcast. You know, even I though I don't necessarily like his act, but it's just like that whole. And I think that's w what everybody, like in this circle, is trying to aim at. And me a little less because I'm just within the, the German-speaking circuit, but we really like the idea of hitting all the open mics, just being there, working on the act, and like, like get good. And we kind of like, because I remember g going to all these open mics at uh, uh, Long Street before I got banned there. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. We'll get into this. It's probably the one <laughs> thing I can't talk about. How do you get banned <laughs> from Long Street? <laughs> the worst. The worst fucking people are there. You you want to know why? Please tell me. Because I am against racism. Oh my god! I oh thought that was going a complete different direction. God. Well, congratulations, dude. Fuck Thank you. Place. I know this. Thank you. I, I know that's. I know that's a tough you nut. Banned for the right reasons. It sounds like you for got kicked right out of the reasons, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so on the one hand, you're anti-racism, but you're also anti-expats. <laughs> that's a that's a weird. Expats are not a race, Harry. We are a race. Here they oh, are. That, no, that, that, no, that was that was another race. That was oh yeah, that and that was the finale of my bit about expats, that everybody uh, loves expats. Because it's the one minority you can hate, and you're fine. You c you're yeah. still super left wing. <laughs> you can funny. still be super woke. Play because yeah, but fuck them. So but, but what I wanted to thing. say is, like, going to Long Street, and you know, it's like the yeah. bar with the low ceiling, yeah. and comics standing around, and like just going there every week, and like hitting other open mics. And I really got like that kind of like New Yorky oh, flavor, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I. The room is very much like that. And but what happened with the racist thing? Like, what, what did you? What happened there? Um, oh, you don't have. Yeah, let's to not share. go there. Um, wait, 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 no, wait, no, I, I, I probably want to talk about it. But where's the line between wait. refugees and expats? Uh, war, Harry, poverty, running away from something. Capitalism working I totally ran it's away from the UK. Yeah, I mean the you're, first world you, UK. You're not a refugee. Did you come on a boat? I, feel I am actually a refugee. Did you come on a boat? I'm glad you made this about you. I came yeah, on um, a plane. Mom, mom issues are not real trauma compared to war. If you were on the on the boat with your car, <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not like that. No, actually, I mean I the, have the been on a boat from the UK to. Yeah. Shut up, okay. Harry. Okay, Harry, <laughs> this is not about you. You guys yeah. want to hear a good story about a boat in like the UK in front? I want to hear the long street yes. story. I want to hear the long street story. Let's go but back to that. But I want to do the dirty thing before Do the that. dirty thing. So I was uh, interrailing when I was 19 and I ran out <laughs> because of- Because you were an Australian backpacker? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a Liechtenstein backpacker and I worked ah, at McDonald's nice. uh, to uh, <laughs> get her some money. <laughs> because like I said I was from a working class family like my parents were like oh you didn't want to finish high school you fucker well go to work 
Shit. And you're gonna nice. have a chop at uh, the 15th of August, and then on the Golden 14th, arches for you, darling. For the 14th, I uh, went to McDonald's, and yeah. he actually wanted me to start then. Like he was like, oh, so no, when day. do you want to start? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you want to start now? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm gonna start tomorrow. But anyways, I <laughs> went interrailing, and I was like in in France, and then I took like the ferry up to to Brighton, and I was hanging out there, and then I ran out of money in London because like my bank didn't get the thingy to like get the limit off my card, yada yada yada. So I'm lost in London, and I don't have any money. It's a Sunday. I'm too ashamed to call my parents to like send me money. So I'm like, well, I'm just gonna go back home, get money, and then continue the travels. So. I drive from London to Brighton, from Brighton to uh, New Haven or something like that, where the ferry goes to Dieppe in France. And I go there and I have two hours to wait for the ferry. It's been two weeks of being in different hostels, always sleeping in rooms with, with people. No cool showers. So I haven't masturbated. And I'm 19... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 19 and like so you, you know I'm you addicted to the on. wank at that point yeah. like yeah. for yeah. years you got the you know. horn on yeah. so you got still is. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a and I've got a a sack uh, full of sperm that really wants to get out so I'm sitting sperm that's got to cross a border so I'm well. sitting in this big ass waiting room in uh, New Haven fucking which definitely have better times yeah. And I'm just mm. like sitting there and I get a hard mm. on for no reason because, you know. <laughs> You're 19. I'm 19 and, I, 19. Have and I have a master. There was a wind so blowing. Long. Yeah. And I look around and I'm like, <laughs> nobody's there. Not, yeah, there's nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> I check for cameras. I don't see any cameras, right? <laughs> so I, uh, you know, got my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> Started masturbating in in one of that in that waiting room. You got your dick out in a like honestly it's like, like imagine a big ass gate at an airport. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Oh, no. I know exactly. Wait, did you put like a coat over yourself or no? <laughs> <laughs> I maybe got a little bit into the chair, you know. Yeah, you just want to show everyone your. But new then hand. on the other hand, and <laughs> I mean, do you know like there's two kinds of boners. There's like the normal boner and then there's the one, oh, this is really big. The raging yeah, boner. Yeah, the raging boner. That it <laughs> was where it's like pumping. It was raging like crazy. Like throbs. And honestly. Throbbing, throbbing. And it you. felt so good. Like it <laughs> touching it. Like it fucking felt does. felt so good. I have to admit <laughs> who wouldn't want to judge. I have off to a admit like I that. didn't finish in a waiting room because I was still uh, uh, too ashamed of that though <laughs> it was like class. already too late because <laughs> you, you know edging. like i was i was already there <laughs> masturbating for a couple of minutes uh, uh, so you know i came in the in the uh, in the toilet <laughs> but uh <laughs> back to long street <laughs> so wait, 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 wait 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 yeah oh my god as your you soul emptied into the bowl of this <laughs> toilet yeah yeah how did you feel was it like was that oh, was there a was sad it, moment? Oh. Was it sadness or was it also like an epiphany? Describe in detail for Harry because we know he likes it. <laughs> it just felt very good. And <laughs> I immediately went back to 
shit, I ran out of money. I have to go <laughs> yeah, back. The clarity. But then <laughs> when I was on a ferry, because it was an overnight ferry, because normally I think it takes four hours, but when I drive overnight, it's like six hours, and it's just this weird big-ass ferry nobody takes, okay. except some weird tourists, like that's the English that people that go, or French people that go shopping in England because it's like cheaper or something. I don't know. It was very weird wipe on a ferry. And I just remember being in the quiet room, like in the quiet cabin, and I masturbated again. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because, because choppy just to check it. So because <laughs> I just got the flavor, I, ju- I got the flavor going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting seasick. It was already kind of like fishy, <laughs> so I, I just yeah, it was like salty. <laughs> I just continued seasick yeah. masturbation. That's definitely, you know, it's definitely. A need. Where and then uh, Harry's in twenty hours. Right now. And then no. twenty hours later, I arrived in Liechtenstein. But the motion of probably the ocean. masturbated in my bed. But the only thing, the only thing problem with this, sorry, New Haven is in, I think, in Canada. Yeah, but the, I think there's also New Haven next to Seaford, like it's Brighton, and then Seaford, and before that, there's like a Haven. I think it's New Haven. I mean, well, thanks for killing the, this Dover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was. It's important to kill routines. He's pro. He's pro yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Please fact so, check. So uh, let's let's go back to Long Street for a second. Yeah. Um, what the fuck happened? <sighs> um, can I try to say it in like the least sentences possible? However yeah. you, whatever you want, man. So the guy running the thing did something very stupid that I uh, didn't support. And uh, we were, or I was supposed to be on a mixed show with him. Like a week later, that happened. And uh, he asked me if I still want to be part of it because he knew that he got a lot of heat for what he did. And I was like, nope. And then he was like, well then I can't uh, take care of you anymore and you uh, probably are not going to get a spot. And Oh, my bad. I didn't know it was about politics. I thought it was like somebody oh, yeah. broke in and you beat oh, them yeah. down or something. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. I guess it's always yeah, about yeah. politics. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like taking a picture with OJ, you know, back in the day. Oh, God. If I, Yeah. I, I remember the story when that thing went down and they kind of put uh, a rift into the German-speaking comedy Man, scene in a way. The comedy scenes are so full of rifts anyway. Stuff gets divided. Which is really weird. I find you know, that you know what I you know what I uh, uh, f- find and found surprising. I always thought like making comedy is fun, and since I'm doing comedy, it's like one big shitstorm, like after the other. Yeah. yeah, it's like the music scene is so much more relaxed. Oh, really? Surprising. Way, surprising. way oh. fucking more. That's funny. Because we're all, we're that's all a, that's actually interesting. We're all but I also envy I also envy your yeah. scene. Your scene is very very mellow. Nice. When you say your scene, what does that mean? The English, the just all the, the scene, English all the, scene? the other scene, the, the fucking the go back to your own country scene, the the the, the, the victims at the Kontiki scene. Oh, it's it's super yeah, nice. Yeah, the incels at Kontiki. No, um, it's it's right. not incel at all. I think you're you're a, a, a very very nice bunch and you think that you're not pc but you're super pc but for the natural good reasons so i really respect and like that so real real talk who's funnier oh no harry you can't do that harry whoever says that is usually the least funny person harry so no wait 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 yeah don't give me that you want to know why your act is the best act harry no not my act i think the English comedians are funnier because we've learned from the ah, US okay. school. I just wanted to say that you're the funniest out of the three here. 
why why would you do that? Because I don't why fucking care about you guys. <laughs> why would you but support? You're, you're all right, though, Harry. But no, I mean, but this is where comedy comes from. English. Because because the English style of comedy is we're sensitive to how how many seconds between laughs, and the German style is like let me. Let how many me seconds between world wars? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, sometimes there is a, there is a bunch of like poetry slammers that think like I can try, I can try stand up. <laughs> don't get me started uh you have been talking my, my, now for my, two uh, minutes straight my my uh, roommate and i and she doesn't live where i live um, is she a poetry slam if, you, if you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah doesn't so my roommate that doesn't live with me we uh <gasps> we have this thing to turn each other on with shitting on poetry slammers yeah. <laughs> it's Wait, very nice. I just gotta clear this up. Literally or metaphorically? What? <laughs> Shitting on slam poetry. <laughs> People. Like whatever you into, I would never judge a fetish. I mean, I don't have a printer at home, but she does. So at least the press What's pictures. What's gotta do with it? Just shitting on a press picture. Moritz, thank you so much for being part of this. We love you. We want to have you back. Can we ask for writing? What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah see exactly um, I'm just drifting Harry can I just say actually one thing I take from Morris is, is Morris is actually someone who's put effort into being creative for I feel like you've put a lifetime of creative energy in because I feel like I'm a bluffer like I just showed up one day feeling bad and then I started telling jokes and you've actually put a lot of and, and it's a it's, so it's a bit of an honor to be with someone who's actually thought more than two minutes about yeah. what they're doing. And then ironically, Harry gets really successful with no effort and then looks <laughs> his dick out in front of someone and fails, like gets cancelled immediately. That's <laughs> the way I want to go. That's, that's, that's very nice of you, but then I also have to say I'm uh, not like a, a teacher's pet in anything. All I ever did and all I'm ever going to do is being honest as fuck and just being a little distorted version of myself. Nice. That's amazing. Because if you're not if you're not funny, the, 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 the two things, it's like, gotta be talented for some weird way and kind of like funny and then it's fine. You should have stopped with the sentence before. Can we? Can yeah, we? That, that actually already. <laughs> I don't care. Christian, can we edit that last bit out? He said that was too sincere for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm a hack and a fraud. Thank you guys very much. Bye. Thank you for being here. Be funny, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Please be, 